Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. One, two, three, four. Good morning. Hi, I got ya. <laughs> Gosh, this isn't getting any easier, is it? Doing this no. on Zoom. You know what's funny? Right now we could be doing it together. This is very true. This is very true. Restrictions have lifted, which is exciting, but, you know, we all still have to make sure that we are um, still going by all the social distancing rules and everything like that. But I will say it is exciting. I did um, I did get to see some friends over the weekend, and you're very right. We could definitely probably be doing this in person. Maybe we will next week. Yeah, and also one of the friends you saw this weekend was me. That's true. We could have done this then. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm good. It was so nice to be able to socialise um, in real life with some mm. people over the weekend, which was lovely. I felt very happy all weekend and in anyone in Melbourne will know the weather was just, it was cold, mm. but it was sunny all day. Mm. So I feel like it was very nice for the universe to give us some nice weather when mm-hmm. we could go and see some friends and get outside. Yeah, totally agree. It was a beautiful, beautiful weekend to be getting outside. So what's your special share, kick special share for the week? My kick special share is, no, nah, it's not two things. I keep doing that. No, it is a movie. But I actually want to apologise because last week I said that I only like modern movies. Well, I was wrong. Oh, my goodness. I have restricted my movie viewing for the past two to three years thinking I only like modern movies and I have been missing out on watching the old classics because I don't know I don't know what you would call that because I was close-minded discriminating against old movies and that's mean so I'm sorry to the old movies yes very close-minded that's correct so I'm not thinking outside the box I need to get out so I did so I can't remember what movie we watched on Saturday night so that's my recommendation but it was an older one and it just made me so happy so then last night we watched Cinderella Story with Hilary Duff. That's really not what I would call an old-fashioned movie. But when I... Okay. <laughs> when I say I only like modern movies, what I mean is I literally look at when they're filmed and if they're not filmed in 2018 or above, I don't watch them. Oh, no. Yes. So this is what I mean. I, I have been just horribly restricting myself. So Cinderella Story was filmed in... I think like 2004 or something. Mm. Anyway, haven't watched it for a long time, but I'd seen it a thousand times. We had it on DVD. You know the movies you had on DVD when you were younger and you watched them all like 30 times because you only had 10 to choose from or something. But it was one of those. And I, while I couldn't really remember what happened because I have got a horrible memory in movies, I could remember the lines. And it was just such a good movie because it had a nice ending. It was so happy um and yeah I was crying a lot I think I was just it's not even like that emotional I was just crying because I was like oh I just love this movie and yeah so I've reconnected with movies pre-2018 well done you when you said old classics I thought you meant like <laughs> Footloose or like wow okay old classic from 04 good one good one what is your recommendation well my recommendation this week is also a movie and it's funny I think that like obviously because we've been in isolation 95% of our recommendations have either been tv shows or movies so I'm quite looking forward to um normal life kicking off again and then having a bit of a broader 
selection of things to share. But really, what I've been doing a lot of outside of work has been watching movies. So this is what I'm going to share. Um, over the weekend, Josh and I, we've been watching Ozark, um, which is a really cool TV show, but it's a lot. Like, it's it's a lot of violence. It's a lot of that, like, just... Yeah, it's full on. Anyway, so we were watching it and we watched like three episodes in a row and I was like, okay, I need a break from all this intensity. Like, let's just watch a fun movie that I know I love. And so we put on um, What to Expect When You're Expecting. And I've seen this movie at least like three or four times, but I just loved it. And I'm not sure if it's because I'm like super clucky at the moment, but we were both in tears, <laughs> like the entire movie, like whether we were like laughing or we were crying of happiness or crying of sadness or whatever, it was just such a beautiful movie it basically just follows like um a few different women through their pregnancy um and they're all like in very different relationships and very different situations and I don't know it was it's a really really funny movie so if you haven't seen what to expect when you're expecting it's certainly not a new one we can we can call it an old classic like Laura's (laughs) story I don't know when it was probably filmed like probably like six years ago maybe which one are you which one am I? I feel like I had said to Josh at the end of it, I was like, I think I'm going to be a little bit of all of them. Um, because like, yeah, I mean, if you watch it, you'll you'll see what I mean there. Every character is very different. But highly recommend seeing that movie if you've never seen it. Or go but back and watch it. But which one are you? I want to know which one are you. So then when we watch it, I don't it, have one. You? I'm literally like a bit of all everyone. Of I'm a bit of Cameron Diaz. I'm a bit of, I don't know who the actress is, but her name's Wendy in the show. I'm a bit of, um, I'm a bit of all of them, I feel. So, so you're not the really, most any of them? Nah. I mean, let's, I'm hoping I'm the one that's like the pregnancy unicorn that's wearing like six inch heels and looks like nothing. And she's like, she like sneezes out her twins. So yeah, like hopefully that's me, but very unrealistic. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? You don't wear six inch heels now. No. So why on earth would you start? <laughs> what I meant by that is that like she was in like no pain. She didn't get like any of the, um, I suppose what people would say is like negative kind of side effects throughout her pregnancy. She, it was like a breeze for her. So, yeah. I think that will be you. We always we always talk about this. And then this is going to be the end of this intro because it's been long. But Steph and I always talk about when we're pregnant. And Steph is going to be like, oh, I can't feel it. And I'm going to be vomiting like I keep, all day, I keep getting angry night. at Laura for saying this because I'm like, you're going to jinx me now. Like, I'm going to touch wood here because I honestly, hope I every do, time really? we talk about I it, you're like, me. yours is going to be perfect. <laughs> Anyway, moving on, moving on. So we have have an incredible, incredible guest today, and that is Robin Lawley. So Robin is an Aussie model who is recognised as a bit of a trailblazer in the modelling industry for making peace with her curvy figure and making waves within the industry to change its ways for the better. Outside of modelling, Robin is a mother, a music lover and producer, and an environmental activist. In this podcast, she shares her story, her learnings, and her wisdom, and was just an absolute delight to chat to. Now, this episode covers topics like autoimmune disease and going vegan. We love sharing people's stories and experiences to inspire others, but want to remind you to always consult your doctor to work out what's best for you. We hope you enjoy this chat with Robin. Hello, welcome to the Kick Fun, Robin. Hi guys, how are we going? <laughs> Hi, we're good, we're good. We're, um, we're so honoured to chat to you, so thank you so much for making the time for us. We wanted to start by asking, how are you going? And, and I suppose in this time, how are you going? Yeah, I've been going good. I'm, I feel very fortunate that I'm in a forest and not in New York City. I'm feeling mm-hmm. very sorry for my friends in New York City who are trapped in boxes. 
Um, mm. But yeah, I'm with my man and with my daughter. So, you know, other people I've seen don't have much and are really struggling. So I'm, I'm fortunate. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I think um, I've got a few friends as well who live on their own in a little apartment. And yeah, I'm hats off to them they're, they're how they've got out out of this or going through this and, and staying sane it's pretty incredible but um that must they be have, really nice they have cancelled school though <laughs> school <laughs> has been cancelled for seven weeks and I have been doing homeschooling so I realized teaching is not in my future profession um <laughs> not a good teacher so uh, yeah, and it's like the, the I think they're talking about cancelling school for the whole year, and I was like, oh my god! Um, oh, crazy! My daughter owns me, my friend. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I'm, I'm realizing what the teachers are going through because they're like Ripley's very independent, and I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, no, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so she <laughs> parenting skills I've been learning a lot of. Me and my partner both have so. But yeah, apart oh, from that's, that. that's good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so what about um, in this moment, like what's bringing you joy? Food, um, mm. glorious food. Uh, I'm very lucky again. My farm stand has been really stocked. All the grocery stores are empty, but my farm stand are hooking a brother up and they've got my back. <laughs> Um, I noticed about 20 cars there yesterday. I'm like, you guys never shop here. And they were like, they never shop here. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm glad they're being in operation because, like I said, if they go, like, I don't know what I'm going to do um, for food. But we've got food and cooking and food. So as long as I'm fed, I'm happy. <laughs> no, I love that. We're, we're the same. <laughs> I just we need, need good food. food. Good food. Yeah, absolutely. Good food. Good food. We'd love to go back now to your late teens and early 20s. Were you studying and then when and how did you get into modelling and why? Uh, uh, good question. I went, um, I did a student exchange year. I finished school very young and then backpacked, um, which was a lot of fun. I had start, I was scouted at 15 for modelling and it mm. was just a shitstorm. I was way too curvy at the time. Um, and they made it all very apparent to me. They would tell me to my face, you know, you're just too big or you're too tall or you're too this. Mm. Um, we want you, but, you know, they would try to send me out to castings and the clients were like, she's too big. So it was just, you know, it was one of those stupid, you know, I try to lose weight. I tried all that crap. Coming back from overseas, um, I had a, such an incredible experience in Europe and... I met Chelsea, who's my current manager today, mm. and she changed my life. So she was like, I want you to stay exactly as you are. And no one had ever said that to me. And so it was just such a breath of fresh air. And she promised me the world. And I was like, I've heard it all before. And then it happened. So she truly is an amazing woman. And like I said, she's still my manager today. So <laughs> she's one of my best mates. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Did you have like an interest in the modeling industry or um, did you have any interests outside of it as well? Anything that you thought maybe you'd get into if you weren't doing that? I was chef. It was to be a chef. Um, I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't interested in university. I, you know, it just wasn't for me. I was interested in traveling. So I thought if modeling mm. wasn't going to pick up, I was just going to keep traveling. So I really liked backpacking. Like, I think, I don't know how many countries I went to, but 
I don't know. It was just I wanted to get out. I had to get out. Mm. You know, I think I had such a bad experience with modelling. I just wanted to get out of Australia. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, having her change it for me and then suddenly working in Australia was such a different experience. And then being able to travel, I suppose, with the modelling yeah. industry as well. And then they're like, okay, now you got to go to New York. And I was like, wait, what? They're like, yeah, you get to go to <laughs> New York now. And I'm like, huh? Like, um, So, yeah, and then, and then I'm in New York in the model's apartment and chilling with all the girls and, like, it's like a America's Next Top Model show. They're so <laughs> accurate. It's disturbing how accurate you're like, you won't do all those poses and those weird things. I'm like, yeah, you will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you'll experience all of that. But, yeah, New York was fun. It was, it was so different. You know, I don't know mm. if you've ever been there, either of you guys. I'm sure you have. Mm. Um, but just mm-hmm. it's a completely different world. So it was Oh, fun. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Well, I must say you're recognised as a bit of a trailblazer in the modelling industry. Um, obviously, you're an Aussie, but making it big overseas as a curvy model, which honestly I find your um, career so inspiring and I've loved looking up to you for years. Um, What do you think of the label plus size? And I think what I like in your Instagram bio, you've got a little statement, model at her natural size. Is that something, you know, to do with the label plus size? Yeah, you know, I've had this question so many times in my career, but now that I've had a daughter, the thought process of letting my 15-year-old daughter or 14... Uh, starve herself for some designer, I would literally mm. find out where that designer lived and take him out. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just wouldn't allow it. You know, I I don't know why we've become so obsessed with sending 15-year-olds down a runway who are starving themselves. I actually don't find it that attractive. You know, if you're naturally skinny, that's your body type and it will appear that way. But these mm. girls are openly starving. I remember watching my friend just stare at food and not eat it. And I was like, oh, mm. I'm going to take yours. Like, you know, yeah. she was starving because she was a regular model and I was a plus size model. So, like I said, that model's apartment, I would witness all the girls starving. And that was when my career especially was starting to pick up. And I think just witnessing my friends having to starve just made me so freaking angry because it's not healthy. You know, mm-hmm. starvation camps aren't healthy. Um you know, you've got to model at your natural size. And some of us mm. are just naturally a little bit curvier. And that's fine. Like, that's okay. I find curves very sexy. I find women's <laughs> bodies very sexy. I find skinny bodies very sexy. Like, I, there's, mm. you know, I, I just think you have to find your natural frame and kind of sit, stick to that. Do you think they'll ever change the term? Or do you think it's always going to be like that? I think they have changed remarkably in the last five years, definitely, because I had a flashback reminder that said I was in an Alexander Wang store, like a pretty woman moment six years ago, <laughs> and I wanted to buy something. I had the money to buy. I wanted to go to a premiere of something, and I couldn't. Nothing was above a size six. And I walked around the shop. Everyone was like, why is she in here? And I was like, this is Alexander Wang. Like, I love this mm. brand. Like, you're not representing me. What? Why? Like, I'm going to give you money. (laughs) Take it. (laughs) Um, So I think that was one of those, you know, weird moments. But now, because of Instagram, because of all the magazines kind of closing in on themselves and designers starting to realise that there's a lot of competition now that they have to extend their sizing, I think that label is gone. And I think it will will be gone in a few more years. It's so good to Mm -hmm. hear. 
Yeah. And I think, as Steph said, you've been a huge part of that. So it's um, oh, it's amazing, <laughs> especially for young women to, to look up to. You're such an incredible role model. We'd love to know if you've had any setbacks in the road, I suppose, to turn you into the woman that you are today and if you could talk through any of them. <laughs> or how many have you had? <laughs> Sorry, let me realize like, that. How many? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's so bloody many. I mean, once you get so, once you start, you know, accruing some age too, there's just so many setbacks and pivotal moments and life or death experiences I've had, which are very intense. Um, yeah, I've had surprisingly a lot of setbacks for mm-hmm. sure. And I hope you can kind of look at it half full or half empty. You know, there's no point of being negative. Um, doesn't really get you anywhere and it just makes you depressed. So I try to think in the positive and, you know, the universe has its ways of working things out. So that's my mantra. My grandma was very positive and she was a very creative, lovely woman. And I just think that's such a nice way to be. If you're Debbie Downer all the time, it's unfortunately not the greatest way to live. Um, Mm. But, you know, depression is real. I'm not saying that to say like, it's a made-up thing it's definitely real and you have to you know exercise eating right like having hobbies that empower you I think that Mm. kind of changes those setbacks and changes the game a bit for you Mm. and we're going to get into I suppose possibly one of your biggest um as you said like life or death kind of experiences in this chat um I kind of want to want to talk about your height now when I modeled with you on that brass and things set I could not keep my eyes off you and it wasn't it wasn't anything to do with like you know she looks so tall you just you just owned the room and your confidence was incredible and yeah it just glowed through you um have you always had you know that confidence and have you ever had an issue with your height I suppose there's a lot of girls out there, like really tall girls who, um, especially at a younger age, maybe who feel like they're a bit out of place and any advice you have for them, I suppose. Oh, for sure. I mean, as you probably know, height is such a weird learning curve as a girl to go through. Mm. Um, My mum wasn't that comfortable with her height and she let it show quite often. My auntie was a trailblazer. She looks like Angelina Jolie. She's super (laughs) tall. She was a, a boss and... I think just seeing her just shine and light up rooms and own her height really helped me. And I mean, I saw a seven foot chick recently walking through the subway and I nearly ran after her. It was like a sad, like there was a crowd of people and the two tall people, I was like, oh my God, she's taller than me and she's really tall. <laughs> and like, she had like all these kids and everyone was staring at her, but I was almost like, I want you to know who you are. Like. It was just such a weird, like, I love tall girls, but, you know, tall people see each other across the room, like, wherever we go, <laughs> the other person, you know. I love, like, uh, what's her name, Brienne of Tarth in Game of Thrones, like, but for a long time I had to lie about my height, you know. I'm standing in a room with all these girls and I'm like, I'm, like, six foot. They're like, no, you're not. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, because I was too tall to model, you know, so mm. I just had to lie and then... I think there's something, again, just embracing who you are and, like, owning it. Like, you're unique if you're tall. So if you're a tall girl and you hate it and you're listening, own that height because you are so unique. I, and, like, once again, I met my man by staring across the room <laughs> and seeing the other tall giant and just being like, who are you, you know? And so <laughs> it's had its um, moments. I love it now. 
But thank you, Steph. That's quite a compliment coming from you. I saw your <laughs> body and I was like, if I had her body, I'd be naked all day, every day. <laughs> what do you say, Robin, to people when they say, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, as, I'm quite tall, not, not as tall as you, but I often find that people will just, like you get in an elevator and the first thing someone will say to you is, oh, you're so tall. And I'm like, is this a compliment? What is this just an observation yeah, that you've decided to say out loud? <laughs> what do you say back to, because I'm sure you'd get that a lot. I mean, it's something that people, it just comes out of their mouth and it might be for someone that is insecure about it. They might, I don't know, not know how to respond. How do you respond to that? Uh, oh, sometimes I just say thank you. You know, I just yep. trick them. You know, you're so tall. I'm like, well, thank you. You know, um, if I probably had a few drinks, I'm like, you're too short and I move on. Like, <laughs> so it's like depends on the mood and the day and the time. Sometimes I just ignore it. Sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, sometimes people just like I said, with that woman being so tall, even I was shocked. And so I get the, you, you know, you just can't help and make the comment sometimes. And mm. I think take that as a compliment. Be flattered by it. You're special. You're unique. Take it and walk with it in your stride. That's awesome advice. I think mm. so many young women or any age women will um will really take that on board because I will. So thank you. So we'd love to talk to you about your lupus and APS diagnosis. What can you tell people about this condition? Well, yeah, APS is actually stands for antiphospholipid antibody syndrome. That's why they mm. turned it to APS. Um, unfortunately, autoimmunes are very serious. When I was diagnosed, I was very sick, um, but thought when I got the autoimmune, you know, diagnosis, I was like, whatever. Like, I didn't think much of it. No one around me thought much of it. They just thought I was kind of a bit crazy at the time. And then I had two strokes. Um, and strokes are life-changing and can kill you. Um, usually old people have strokes. And even I went to a hospital and they didn't take me seriously in Santa Monica. Once again, they were like, she's a young woman. She's probably just, it was after my daughter was born. She's probably just postpartum. And I was very, very sick. And my manager came over and took one look at me and was like, we need to get a home and got my family involved. And they all kind of did this rescue dash for Robin. And yeah, I, I kind of came to in a Sydney hospital and they were like, you've had two strokes. And so lupus all of a sudden, I realized is actually a horrible autoimmune because the actual autoimmune itself isn't bad, but what it can lead to, you know, the autoimmune led to APS, APS led to stroke, stroke led to the seizure. So mm. it's kind of a crescendo effect. So if you do get an autoimmune diagnosis, fix it and you can mm. fix it. You can put your autoimmune into remission with a diet change. People don't know this. Uh, I've tried so many lupus forums to get people to, you know, be aware of this factor, but being open about the diagnosis, I was able to find a doctor and she was able to help me put it into remission. So there's, you know, take autoimmune seriously and don't worry, you can have a chance to fix it. And you wrote a beautiful post um, on that seizure that you just mentioned um, on your staircase, which resulted in a sizable scar from landing on your face. <laughs> now talk to us about that full circle you mentioned in your post when it comes to gratitude. Well, yeah, um, my sister's a paramedic, so she's picking mm. up dead bodies all the time. And uh, the fall was from such a height, I could have easily broken my neck. Mm. Um, my man was there to save me. My daughter actually found me. 
um, it was, you know, one of those 180 moments. And like I said, actually being public and open, my manager was actually told me to be more open about it because she said, you know, having an autoimmune can be a lifelong condition. So maybe being open about it will actually help. And yeah, I met the doctors following. They saw my interview and were like, Robin, did you know a plant-based diet could help you? And mm. I think, you know, obviously after the seizure, because even after the stroke, I didn't take it serious enough again. You don't learn from your mistakes sometimes. But after the seizure and the staircase fall, I was like taking it seriously now. Mm. And me and my man and my daughter all went vegan. And I went raw vegan for a long time to put the lupus into remission. Um, we're all ve vegan still today. Um, I have these giant green smoothies, like I'm talking eight, six, eight cups of baby spinach and flaxseed and mm. bananas. And I have it every single day to keep my lupus in remission. And it works. Like my rheumatologist was amazed. You know, people don't believe me, but I'm like, if something changes your life and it actually works, like I've never seen my rheumatologist smile. Like it's <laughs> like, I don't know, it's, it was life, it's life changing. So once again, the full circle moment, now I love being vegan. So mm. I think having, you know, you know, and lupus can be activated from a stressful experience or it can be activated from your diet or it can be activated. I was working like a maniac. Um, mm. So there are many things that can activate it. So it can happen to anyone. Don't feel guilty and just, yeah, eat a plant-based diet and rich in omega-3s and greens. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's impressive. Eight cups of spinach. Mm. How many bananas do you put with that to make it a bit sweeter? <laughs> you put a few. No, I'm a little sick of it. I've been having it for like a year or two years straight now. Um, I'm, ready for, I'm ready for summer for fruit because <laughs> yeah. I think my doctor's a bit of a doctor and not much of a chef. And so I'm ready to take her um, smoothie and change it a little. Uh, <laughs> I put it with frozen banana, really ripe frozen banana. But it is yeah. hard, but I'd rather take that than all the drugs, you know. I don't really want to take Plaquenil, which is what, you know, half the world's trying to get for the corona because of bloody Trump is actually mm. a lupus uh, drug and it's very hardcore and it doesn't really help. Like, I can go in the sun again. I can do my life again, whereas drugs just inhibit you. They put your, they suppress your immunity instead of helping you because they want to keep your immunity is what's the problem it's fighting your own body cells so yeah she's amazing and she's trying to my Brooke Goldner is her name and she's actually trying to change the dietary guidelines in America because she's like calling bullshit on it um but you know that is such a long arduous journey for her to take and change but people really need to be aware of vegan diets what's your relationship like with happiness uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's yeah I think like I said you know music makes me very happy mm. um like the nature makes me happy like we've been gardening trying to get my baby spinach planted in case my farm stand does run out um but yeah I think yeah being at peace with oneself but I'm not happy all the time I have crazy mm. like this whole last few weeks my emotions have been like up down up down mm -hmm. Being very intense, as I'm sure everyone's aware, because for work, for life, for you know travel, um, but yeah, I think talk to people too when you're not feeling good. Like you know, I have sisters that really helps. My middle sister is amazing, and my older sister is amazing, and my mom like 
So yeah, just talk to someone if you're not feeling good. Mm, I love that. Um, you are an incredible advocate for climate change. What drew you to being so passionate about this? And maybe you could share a few tips on how we can all just be a little bit more, um, I suppose, environmentally friendly to the world. Well, the one thing I wish everyone started today and which you can all do today and change the environment is compost. So people aren't aware that we sell our garbage to India and Indonesia. We just ship it off. Um, so yeah, compost your vegetable matters now because we are having a soil problem. We won't have any soil, topsoil for our plants in like 50 years time or 30 to 50 years time. And so I think once you start gardening and start realizing how important soil is, you'll start to see why um, it's such, it's number one priority that you can do. You don't have to go vegan, but you can compost. Next thing is go vegan. Um, um, but yeah, be aware of the food chain. Unfortunately, I had a decadent dishes cookbook and I feel so much guilt over that. I've been giving vegan recipes away on Instagram because obviously that cookbook led to me to be actually really sick and didn't help me. And it's very bad for the environment, like cows, especially, I don't know how many billion cows we have on this planet right now, but we're wiping out all the mammals just for cows for us to eat. Um, so I'm very aware of those things and I know they're quite mm. intense things, but I think you, as a person should know where your food comes from. Mm. Oh, yeah, definitely educate yourself on where, where your food comes from. Absolutely. And the compost is, is such a good one as well. Such We've a, got yeah. a, um, in Australia, I don't know if you have it in America, but in Australia, our green bin where you put the gardening stuff, yeah. um, they've now, well, I, maybe you always could, but they've now speaking more openly about how you can actually use it for food scraps. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It's really good. Well, it will be like kind of like Waterworld one day. Dirt will be the number one commodity, like gold, mm. basically, because mm. I haven't been able to find a single bag of soil or my compost because it's from like, these old people that lived here before me, they would just put their plastic mm-hmm. stickers in the compost. And so I find uh, I find plastic even in bought soil. I find plastic in compost. I find plastic everywhere. And mm. that is so frightening. So, yeah, I'm like, get your hands dirty, get into nature, and I think mm-hmm. you'll figure out, like, how important it is to compost. And, yeah, put it in your – donate it to markets. I mean, that stuff is, like I said, is expensive. Like, dirt is expensive. If you know – if you've bought it, you know it's expensive. And gardening, I think I want to get into it. I feel like it's such a good thing for your mind mm. because it's like a hobby, but you're not inside. I feel like so many of our mm. hobbies mm. are, you know, watching Netflix, which is a totally cool hobby. But, you know, gardening <laughs> is awesome because you watching get to Netflix outside. a hobby. <laughs> God, I'll use that as an excuse. Like, I'm doing my hobby, okay? <laughs> um, yes. No, it's so, you have to learn so much. I feel like an idiot when I garden because I'm like, I don't actually know that much. And, yeah, someone was asking me all these questions and how to garden. It's it's a lot to learn, but it is very important. And yeah, you feel really good if you do. And you can start it inside, like start it on your windowsill, like just grow some like, you know, baby spinach or onions or garlic or something, just start it. And once you start something, I think you'll learn more about how to do it. Yeah, I love that. I just need to teach myself how to do it. So to to finish off, we would love for you to give um, one piece of advice or as many pieces of advice you like, really, (laughs) just some advice to any of our listeners that um, are struggling with their self-esteem or their confidence at at this time. Um, Okay, yeah. 
you've got to own who you are and I think hobbies that inspire you help when you feel bad about how you look I think it really helps when your intellect like if you're doing a hobby that gives you intelligence of some sort like I love when I DJ I love when I design like when I create um because modeling's great but it feels a bit like a someone else's muse you know and I mm. think when you can feel inspired by your hobbies that really helps and yeah just own it for that girl out there that doesn't I don't know like like I said I hate when I see really tall girls you know shrunken down I'm like own it woman you're beautiful <laughs> stand like, up <laughs> like just own it and yeah think health first you know health comes first and you know you might be naturally just a bit curvier but health is your priority yeah, I love that. That's a really important message. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been nice to catch up and hope you hope get you stay up well. this time early, right? You get up this time usually. Yeah. I'm not. You're yeah. like, uh, thank yeah. you, guys. <laughs> no, no, this is fine. I mean, it's different. Start, you know, waking up, starting a podcast rather than like a walk or an a coffee. <laughs> Have you had coffee yet? Yeah, yeah we, we had a coffee. Had All a right, coffee. so you've yeah, had good, you've yeah. had priority number one. It's okay. It's yeah, good. <laughs> well, um, yeah, we hope we. Hope hope you and your family stay well and hopefully you can come back to Oz sometime soon and you yeah I hope this all is all over I mean for the sake of everyone else as well um pretty soon well you guys are so sweet I hope you girls are okay and stay <laughs> safe get your greens in and rock on I suppose <laughs> <laughs> thank you thanks girls bye so we hope you guys enjoyed that yeah we certainly loved Loved getting to know Robin on another level. I'd only met her um, a few times, but she's got so much wisdom and, and loved everything she had to say. So we hope you guys enjoyed it. As you all know, we will be back next Wednesday. We're here every Wednesday for another Kick Pod. And if you'd like to find more of Robin, we'll pop her Instagram in our show notes. And as for us, you can find us via our website, www.keepitcleaner.com.au or on Instagram at keepercleaner, at laura.henshaw, at Smith. That's it from us, guys. Goodbye.